Hello, ladies. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted you to know about a little giveaway I am running. So if you have already seen this in your email, you can go ahead, skip forward to the episode. But if you would like to hear about it, just a couple of things and then you are entered and ready to go. So firstly, what am I giving away? I am giving away a 30-minute coaching call with me. And these coaching calls can either be via Zoom where we're actually looking at each other or just on audio so that we are only hearing each other if you're like, I would rather not do that. Um, And all we do is what you want to do for your health and fitness. We lay out what you need to work on, what is a good game plan. I like to call them the get your game plan coaching call because it's what you need to go forward and be able to implement it on your own. So we pack as much as we can into those 30 minutes and truly some clients will walk away with a new cleaning routine, a new workout routine, and they know exactly what they're doing, what day, and like a rough plan for nutrition going forward. Whereas others want to focus more on, they already have the routine set, but they really just want to know more what specific exercises they should be doing each day and how they should be looking at progressing. So it can look different for every person, but it really is just what you need to like sit down with a friend, but a friend that actually knows what they're talking about and getting your plan together, you know, getting it established for you. Of So you have something tangible to hang up from the call and walk away with. Like I can implement this tomorrow. I can take what Brittany's been saying through the podcast or through whatever content you've been, you know, receiving. And I can now like personalize this to me. I know from her what exactly she would be telling me to do. And I think it's a really nice little in-between for those who aren't ready to work together one-on-one or can't maybe can't invest in that right now, but gives you a plan. So I also want to say these are always available on my website. If you do just want to book one-on-one coaching call with me, you can also do that at any time. They are $20 for 30 minutes. I didn't want to make sure I didn't say it backwards. And Again, you walk away with this tangible plan, but how I am giving one away is a podcast review giveaway. So from now, from the time you are hearing this on this podcast up until June 26th, you can submit a written review on um, Apple Podcasts. All you need to do is go to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest Fitness and Nutrition Podcast on Apple, scroll all the way down, and you can tap the stars. Also be careful. I had a friend once just tap one star because she thought she was going to tap each individual star up to five. And it's like, oh no, I think I just gave you a one star rating. However, she was able to fix it. So do know that the stars that you tap is like, that's how many stars you're giving just right from that first get-go. But uh, I would love if you, and so appreciate if you'd give a star rating take a second to write a written review. And then if you screenshot that written review, just email it to me at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. It takes a couple days for it to pop up in Apple Podcasts. So don't panic if you go to look at your own and it's not there yet. And so if you screenshot it and send it to me, then that's the easiest way for me to see it and know that you have done it. If you've written a review for me in the past, you can still enter. Thank you so much. Just screenshot it, send it my way, and I will pick the winner from those who have entered, and I will announce it on the podcast on June 28th. Okay, so just a little podcast review. I so appreciate it. It helps others to find this podcast and get the word out, and then I look forward to chatting with one of you on the Game Plan Coaching Call. Thank you so much, and enjoy the episode. Hi, 
Hi there. Welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello. I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for joining in. And this is going to be the very last of the eating seasonalies because we have covered all of the seasons now. If you you know haven't caught them before and you're a newer listener, get excited that every season just scroll on back and find what is seasonal for you know, fall and winter and whatnot. So today we're going to talk summer and I am in upstate New York and I know it is different for everybody based on region, but I try to just go with a middle of the road list. Today, this list is coming to you from pbs.org. So that's what we are working with and we're talking produce. So obviously there's sometimes other foods that are more seasonal than others. We talked about eggs in the spring a little bit, that kind of stuff, but we're going to talk about fruits and vegetables today. And I think this is just so important, just another plug for eating seasonally and a little background. If this is the first one you're tuning in for, this is not something I've always been super aware of. It wasn't, it wasn't something we really did in my house growing up. We had berries like all winter long and I just thought that was normal. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. We still have strawberries in the fridge. But it's something I'm getting into now as an adult and especially lately in the last year or two. Because number one, it really helps beat boredom in the food department. For me personally, it's not like, oh, it's the same fruit in the house all the time or, oh, it's like, and you get excited. You start anticipating the other seasons. Like, yes, it's almost strawberry season. Oh, yes, it's almost blueberry season. Like, and I don't buy the berries in the winter because I know that they're not going to taste as sweet. And then I stick with, you know, more we don't even, we don't do much canning. That might be something that again, in a year you might be hearing me talk about, but then I'm going with, you know, apples, things like that, that don't, apples still aren't in season in the winter, but it's, I don't know, to me, that's like a heartier fruit where I'm not expecting that super sweetness like you are with berries. But anyways, for me personally, number one, it helps fight the boredom and helps me look forward to what is coming around the bend the next season and helps me to try out different recipes and expand my repertoire a little bit of like, okay, you know, this is in season. I'm going to look up some recipes with specifically this food to use that. And then number two, it's also tends to be very cost effective. It also tends to be cost effective. So, you know, when you, you are buying berries in the winter, they're going to be double, triple the price. So if you're buying what is in season, it's going to usually be a little bit cheaper. And especially right now I've been doing I, I have an original episode on keeping grocery costs low. I went back and did a more recent one in the past month or so. And it's just so relevant, I think, for all of us, even if you don't need to necessarily trim down your grocery budget category, it's it's still great to just get more bang for your buck to make those dollars go farther. But right now we're definitely seeing the costs go up. And that is just the reality that a lot, you know, I think all of us everywhere are dealing with no matter where you live. So use this podcast episode as you will, as always. And, you know, for me personally, what I like to do each season is look into what is seasonal. And then I do try to pull a couple of things that I know that we love and start incorporating that more, maybe look up some new recipes with it. And then I also try to, you know, pick one or two that I'm not familiar with and get familiar with it. I've shared, I think in the fall episode that I really just thought that I hated cabbage. My family hated cabbage because we didn't really like it raw where then it started out with a friend made me dinner when I had our third son and I loved it. It was like um, lazy man cabbage rolls or unstuffed cabbage rolls was the name and 
that became a staple in our house throughout the fall and winter. And cabbage is so cost effective. It's like 75 cents a head at the farmer's market and at Aldi. So, so much, you know, cheaper than buying kale or something like that at that time. So I think they're actually in season at the same time. So I used a bad example, (laughs) but anyways, you get it. Um, Also, if you're brand new and want to find out more about other things that I offer and what we do here with Fit Mom Life to the Fullest, uh, you can visit fitmomlifetothefullest.com. But in a nutshell, I'm a Catholic wife and mom and personal trainer and have been working with women for over a decade in all realms of the health and fitness world. So helping moms prepare for pregnancy or heal their bodies postpartum through whole clean foods, 80-20 lifestyle, and especially strength training in the workout department. Okay. So again, fitmomlifetothefullest.com if you want to check out anything over there. If you want to hop on the email list, you can do that right on the homepage. I send out emails every single Thursday. And if you're already here, you know that episodes are coming out two times a week for you as well. Okay, so first we're going to start with the vegetables. The vegetables that are in season now, again, vast category of roughly summer in most places, according to pbs.org, are radishes. Okay, my sister and I just had a conversation about radishes the other day where she was eating them off a veggie tray. She's like, these literally taste like nothing. And I said, I agree. I only see them as a vehicle for dip. So if that is you, hey, either way, you you know, can get more chewing out of it. And it's one of those things where you can eat for volume, like half a plate of radishes, half a plate of chips, you know, it's more crunching, but use them for dip. I don't know. If you love radishes, power to you. They are in season. Number two is arugula, which I do really love and started getting into more last year. I usually just gravitate toward romaine, lettuce, and spinach, but those two are actually not on this list because they were more spring-ish. So arugula is supposed to be in season more throughout summer. So I'd encourage you to try incorporating that in some dishes. Where I really like to use it is not just in fresh salads, but in like pastas or um, I guess it's still technically a salad, but if I want to make something like on a bed of lettuce, I'll use arugula instead. So it's like seared steak served on arugula with some like melted butter and garlic on top. Like so, so good. (laughs) Oops, sorry. I didn't think anyone would be texting me this early, so I did not bother to turn off silent, but here we are. People are awake. (laughs) And yes, I am recording this first thing, so you're getting my morning voice today. Okay, so radishes and arugula. Number three, vegetables in season now are cucumbers. Cool. Use those in whatever way. There's lots of things you can do that with that, um, different dips. And I really like making like a, a dill dip to go with Greek dishes, like Greek wrap, souvlaki, et cetera. What is that called? Tzatziki sauce. There we go. Like dill something. Yes, it's, I think it's cucumber and dill are the main in there. Beets. I've definitely talked about beets before. I cannot get on the beet train, but if you can, this is a good time because they're in season. Beets are also really good for athletes. There's like a million health benefits to beets. I've tried to make myself like them a bunch and I have not. So power to you if you're on the beet train as well. They're very trendy. Okay, next up is bell peppers. So many ways you can use bell peppers. I like to cut them into like bigger wedges and make little nachos on them. I usually do this. I I will not do this for a dinner. I'm going to clarify that. I need a lot more food than little bell pepper nachos. But what I like to do is do a lunch the day after Taco Tuesday. Have I almost always like my husband takes bell peppers cut up every day to work. My kids, that's their favorite produce to go to. They do not love like roasted veggies right now for whatever reason. I know it always changes, so I also offer them everything, but 
at dinner, I'll like let them swap for peppers. I'm like, okay, do you want your roasted broccoli or do you want to switch for a pepper? And usually they're switching for peppers. And I tr- I'm still, again, try to get them. I make them try the first thing because I'm trying to get them to start incorporating more of a variety. But anyways, bell peppers are always in our house. So the day after Taco Tuesday, I'll just cut them up into bigger chunks, put the meat and the cheese on it, like stick it in a little toaster oven broiler. So good. And then I dip that in salsa and guac. And there's all your macro categories. You've got your meat, your cheese. So you've got your protein, your fat, and then more vegetables with salsa. And you're eating it literally on vegetables. And if you needed a carb there, you can, you know, place a carb there as well, maybe an apple or something like that. Anyways, bell peppers, grab them now. Carrots next up. Great. Again, great raw veggie to have around, but you can roast them, do different things with them. I personally go with fresh for carrots, but everybody's different. It's a nice, easy, like grab and go when you're going to the park and stuff. Zucchini is next up, which surprises no one because if you have a garden and plant zucchini, you will know and see, and you're like smiling along with me if you do this now, that you're going to have a million zucchini everywhere. So I definitely zucchinied my family out last year and we were having zucchini muffins, zucchini bread, roasted zucchini was the vegetable like every night. But guess what? That was super cost effective because zucchini, even if you're not growing them, tend to be on the cheaper side. I know for us yesterday at Aldi, like was scouting out all the new higher prices of everything and the broccoli was up, the asparagus was up, the cauliflower was even up a little bit, but zucchini remained low. It was like two for 175 or something like that, where it was pretty normal. And at the market, I can usually get them two for a dollar. I did that last week. So zucchini is a really cost-effective one as well. And I like to use, I've shared this a ton, but if you're newer here, you have not heard it. I like to shred zucchini when it's fresh and put it in oatmeal, either as overnight oats or as hot oats in the morning. It's just a really good way to get a serving of vegetables in at breakfast, which is a very tough meal unless you're doing omelets to get vegetables in, in my experience. And for most of my clients, it's always like, how can I get a green at breakfast? So zucchini is a really nice way if you're doing the oats. Okay. Three more in the vegetable categories, garlic, corn, and rhubarb. Do with them what you will. Corn, I would not have really considered. It is more of a, is I guess a vegetable, but it's a starchy one. So do with that what you will. I don't use a lot of corn because we're not huge on it. Like once a year, I'll make corn on the cob, but I'd rather us be doing more leafy greens. And then there's just other carbs that and other starches that we enjoy more. But absolutely include that if you want. I know a ton of people love grilled corn on the cob or different like corn salsas or whatever. So uh, Mexican street corn, that kind of stuff. So do it up if that's you, because this time of year it is seasonal. And then same thing with rhubarb and garlic. I don't know when garlic is not in season because I use garlic all the time. (laughs) Yesterday I made a little like pasta with a, like a quote unquote cream sauce. It wasn't any cream in it. I used almond milk and like Parmesan cheese, but anyways, um, put a ton of garlic in it and it was so good. And I still like brushed my teeth like twice last night and was like, I think I still smell like garlic, but it was so worth it because I love garlic and it's heart healthy. So that's good. All right. On to the fruits. Uh, the fruits in season now are apricots, plums. I'm going to try to blast through this list a little more. Apricots, plums, cherries, blackberries, nectarines, strawberries, peaches, tomatoes, passion fruit, melon, lemon, and limes. And that is the entire list for the fruits. Now, fruits, 
I'm going to just say in general, as your little nutrition tip on the side, I tend to advise, and this is what I've gathered from my own experience, my own training, also from holistic nutritionists and books I've read on nutrition from people that I um, look up to and things like that. I've referenced before, I've, I really like Kelly Levesque is a celebrity nutritionist, but I really like her approach to a lot of things. Max Lugavere is an author and he wrote Genius Foods and now Genius Kitchen. And I really like his approach to things. And I'm not going to put the words in either of their mouths, but from, again, a collection of my experience, most people advise two servings of fruit a day. And actually, I was going to say, and there's the caveat because I just brought his name up. I'm pretty sure Max Lugavere is one that actually differs with this, that he's okay with eating more fruit than that. But either way, um, so don't, you know, go, go quoting him on that. But from Brittany's mouth, I, I usually recommend two servings of fruit a day because although it is natural sugar, it's fructose. It's not like you're having high fructose corn syrup or white table sugar or whatever. It is a better quality for your body. It's still sugar and your body's still going to process it as sugar. So my recommendations for this are to keep it to about two servings roughly, but then also to pair it with a protein or a fat, ideally protein and fat combo, because it helps your body to break it down a little bit more slowly, not just spike your blood sugar up and then drop it back down. So for example, if you're going off of this list and you're like, awesome, we're going to get into some seasonal fruits, then cool. Can you do now I'm looking at the list and can't think of one single combo because my my go-to combo, I have to say, when I am doing like a run or a workout is going to be like half a banana and peanut butter or an apple with peanut butter. I really like those combos because, again, it's the sugar, but then it's a protein and fat. With the nut butter, you get a little bit of both. Looking at this list, is a little harder to find something to pair it with, but say cherries and a nut butter, or it could be like you use dried cherries and a handful of nuts, like make your own trail mix. You could have, you know, you can put different things. I think nut butter is just a a really easy and good pairing. So maybe you're going to have blackberries, but you're going to have some cashew butter on the side or find something to put cashew butter on as well to, to even that out. So that's my advice to you in using and utilizing these fruits. And then again, both budget friendly and nutrition wise, it's helpful to generally cap it to around two a day. And like, Again, this is rough. Bless it with the children because I know that my kids could eat fruit all day long. And my two-year-old son, I have to absolutely cut off two and a half, but he is like the fruit monster and just will eat. Like he has no shut off valve where my older son did and I'm not used to that. It's like, oh yeah, you'll just stop eating when you're full. But Joey could eat fruit from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed and I need to definitely intervene there. So Um, again, picking a couple of these and then using them, but knowing that they're in summertime so that they'll be available and you can switch to something else next week. Lemon and limes, again, we're on this list and I really like to flavor up our food with lemon and limes. So I'll, I would love the combo of lemon and capers. I'll incorporate that with a, a lot of our chicken dishes, limes. I like to use some lime juice, um, sometimes in chicken marinades or just different dishes as well. We do a lot of Mexican food, so I'll use lime juice in there. And then tomatoes are on this list, which is for us, like, oh my goodness, that, that says late summer to me. I do grow the tomatoes and make salsas. I love making fresh salsa, 
great, great way to throw in veggies, whether you're making it or not, and whether you're growing them or not, like get into salsa. If you think you don't like it, try different ones. And I know everyone truly is different. It's very weird. I don't like raw tomatoes. Like I will not just pop a cherry tomato in my mouth, but I will eat tomatoes and salsa. I eat tomatoes and sauce as well, but salsa is always weird to me because even if it's fresh, like I just chopped the tomatoes, I will do it masked with everything else. So I don't know, but try There's so many good options. A friend made, well, this is not tomatoes, but this would be great. Mangoes are not on this list, but <laughs> mangoes, um, one of my friends who does listen to this podcast, so shout out to you if you're listening, made an amazing mango salsa that I never would have put the components together. It was mangoes, red onion, um, red bell pepper, which is on this list as well. And it was so good, so refreshing, and I loved it. But anyways, if you do think that you are not a huge salsa person, like try different kinds because there are different ways that you can make it with more garlic or less garlic or no garlic. And um, it, does, it doesn't even have to be fancy. If you really like tomatoes, you could just stick with some basics, just like tomatoes, onion, cilantro. I know that's a love or hate. Some people love it. Some people hate it. You know, some salt and pepper. And I put a little lime juice in my salsa as well. That's another spot where I use the lime juice. So I hope that this gets you started thinking about some delicious, healthy, whole food meals you can make for your family and really enjoy. And the purpose, again, is to look at what we get to enjoy, like what God has given us in this season and look at it as like, yes, what can I make? What is going to be great fuel for my body? Not what we tend to gravitate toward and what the culture tells us of, oh, I can't eat that. Oh, I shouldn't eat that. Oh, I'm watching my weight so that's off limits. Like, no, nothing is off limits. You can eat an 80-20 lifestyle, 80% whole clean foods, 20% treats, and your body will run so well. You're going to feel so energetic, so good. I was just sharing with a client the other day. Here's my last little closing notes. Um, she was talking about all the progress she's made in working together, and she was going away on vacation and was like, I – it was like four days with her husband. It was like, I really want to enjoy myself, but I also want to – I don't want to lose all my progress, blah, blah, blah. And I was said, you know, absolutely you could approach it like you would normal life. Try to eat really 80-20, be moderate. You still have to make choices, like pick the cake or pick a drink, but not both. Those kind of tips that we employ in daily life when we are trying to actively lose fat and get to a, a place that we are trying to get to. So I'm not talking about maintenance phase right now. And I said, you could definitely do that. Or number two, you can look at these four days as like, when am I ever going to get to do this with my husband again? You have four kids. You're so busy. You haven't gone on a trip with him by yourselves. Like, eat the cake. Have the drinks. Deal with it when you come home. And that is like me saying that. A personal trainer, a certified sports nutrition consultant, like, that's exactly what I did. I just shared with you ladies last week real life examples from how I like fit macros in. However, I was still way more loose than I would have been at home. Like I still was making good choices because I did want to fuel my body well. This this was my point to this, that you will feel great when you feel your body well. And, and here's the thing. So on this trip, I I was a lot more lax. I was like, it's, for us, it was five days. Five days, I'm going to be fine when I come home and get back to basics. So I did enjoy myself more than normal and I did, you know, not restrict, like I didn't make as many pick and choose. It was a lot of both. And instead of the side salad with dinner, I got the fries and I got the beer, like not what I would typically do or advise. Again, 
This is a total one-off five-day trip. I'm not going to do again for who knows how long. So I also knew when I come home and get back to basics, it will fall back off and it'll be fine. And this is what I told this client too. Like, yes, I was away. I did that. I came home, weighed myself just to see. Yep, I was up like five to eight pounds. And then now it's been almost two weeks of being home and I just got back to exactly what I always do, 80-20, normal workouts with two rest days a week, nothing crazy, and I'm back down to where I was before we went, and that's what it takes. But then also while I'm home and now back to normal, like, oh man, this feels so good to feel my body this way. Like, yes, my body runs so much better when I am employing these principles. So take this with you. Like even what I just shared about pairing the fruit with a protein and fat, if that's new to you, start doing that. And you're going to notice how much better you feel that you don't just, unless here's my caveat before a workout, I do typically, if it's not like a long distance run or a really long workout, I will usually, you're getting so many bonus tips in this episode. I will usually say to just have a piece of fruit because it will make your blood sugar spike and then you can put it directly to work in that workout. But if you're just having the piece of fruit as like an average snack during your day and you're not about to work out, then pair it with a protein or fat so your blood sugar doesn't spike. And these are just good tips to look at in a positive light of like, good, I'm so happy I know more about nutrition now so I can feel great and not crash throughout the day and be the most energetic version of myself that I can be. So let's look at it positively and go forth and make some like rhubarb pie or something. (laughs) All right, ladies, I hope this was helpful. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next episode. 